Hello and welcome to the 34th episode of Downtime Podcast featuring Jeremy and Elisa. Elisa, how are you? Dude, I'm not doing so well right now. Happy New Year's, by the way, everyone. Um, Happy New Year's. This has just been an interesting week. You know, people finished their party on New Year's and some of them got sick over the break and, you know, you just go into work sick and... This is what happens. This is how you get other people infected that do not want to be infected. Yeah, but um, I'm trying to combat this as much as I can. <laughs> oh my god, let's let's try and finish this early so I can go to sleep. But I'm I'm okay right now. I'm okay. Hurt. I hope I have allergies, dude. I really hope I just have allergies because my nose is, has been runny for like half the day today. Yeah, I know. Holy crap. Anyways, how are you doing? How's your break? Uh, break was good. Aside from what's happening right now to my body. That's coming out of my nose. Yeah. Uh, my break was good. That's good. Uh, I didn't really do much. I just stayed home, rested, slept a lot, which is good. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome to the first video game podcast of 2018. I, sw- <laughs> I swear we sound interested. I, I swear I'm interested. You sound so sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be... It's gonna be better than this. It's gonna be, and if you listen to the previous podcast, it was better than this. Yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good uh, for our viewers. If you're interested in listening to a non-video game related podcast, episode thirty-three, we interview a director from Pixar. Uh, we talk a little bit about video games with him, actually, which was a lot of fun. It was a good, yeah, yeah. So check out that interview if you want. Otherwise, this is the uh, this is a pretty average, regular episode. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, let's talk games we're playing. Uh, yeah, my life's a mess right now. Um, it's okay. So, as expected, I got Nier Automata for Christmas, but then I ended up also getting Neo for Christmas, and, um. Yeah, my my whole gaming schedule is basically fucked up right now, and on top of that, I'm just I'm having a lot of trouble with gaming in general because I think this is the first time in a really long time that I'm playing games that I'm not um, understanding as easily, and I think they're uh-huh. very difficult to play. Near Automata. Uh, the system changes perspectives all the time in the battles and when you're exploring the area. So one time it's in third person and then the next time it's a side scroll and then the next time it's top down. And it's all relevant to the how you're attacking the um, bots that are attacking your bot, your player bot. And um, in general, I am starting to get it. But I'm wondering if any viewers or any listeners experience this. Um, this game is not a autosave game. You have to save at a point, which is fine. But, oh my god. To get from my point of starting the intro to the fucking first save point of the game took two and a half hours. And wow, I, what? Really? I had to restart the game. I, I actually had to restart two times 
the first time I was 15 minutes into the intro and then I got killed and I was like, okay, whatever, I get it now. And then as you're progressively going through this level, the very first intro level that teaches you how to battle, you're like, oh my God, like, where's the save point? Holy shit. What's, what the fuck is, you know, going on? And then all of a sudden, you know, you use all of your restorations and then you fucking die 45 minutes in and you have to restart all the way from the beginning because this is not an autosave game. So there was a, and I started near Atomata for the first time at like 11 at night. Wow. And <laughs> I'm just like, whole, I'm just like, what the fuck guys? Holy shit. Where the hell's the save point? Well, like I, I, basically like started panicking because i was oh no i started freaking out so much i was like what the fuck is going on i just want to <laughs> save and go to sleep <laughs> and i'm playing on normal and i don't think this is that bad and the bat like the battling system is is like weird to get used to but i don't think it's necessarily difficult or hard but Oh my god, the trek to get from point A to point B and get to your first save point is, like, took me so fucking long. And then, of course, to get to the first save point, there's a boss battle, which is a huge mecha robot. And by some fucking miracle, I I ended up beating that and it wasn't that big of a deal. But it was just... What? I don't... Dude, I, like, when I got to the save point, I felt like crying. I was like, oh my god, I did it! This is so stupid. <laughs> I was like, I'm a fucking terrible gamer. What the like? How did this take so long? And I, like, oh man, dude, my heart was racing the entire time. But dude, nice. after that point, the save points are kind of normalized now. And then there's what? more no reoccurring. Way. There's more reoccurring save points, like in more reasonable time matters. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how the? Oh, anyways. So that's issue number one. And then there's issue number two with Neo. Okay. Dude, that game is... Oh, God. Where do I... I heard that that game is, like, so challenging. So I've never played Dark Souls before, and I've been told that this is a very Dark Souls game, and one of the concepts in Dark Souls is... You know, you're defeating enemies and you're collecting the souls of the, you know, the people you defeat and that like powers you up in some way. But when you die, you get back to your previous checkpoint and you can, if you can successfully get back to where you died, you can get all the souls. So that's exactly what Neo's like, except with like dead samurai people and and Japanese farmers. Yeah. Japanese farmers. And Japanese farmers. So straight up Japanese farmers. And Oh my god. Oh, these games are gonna. These games are giving me an anxiety attack. And. (laughs) Sounds like it. Like, Neo, I was not fucking having it. It came to the point where you just sort of need to accept. Like, you're gonna have a terrible time if you don't accept the fact that this game's trial and error. And once I accepted that, it got sort of easier, except not really, because it's fucking Neo. And <laughs> um, there's just a lot of things that you need to get used to. Neo has, um, I've never played a game like this yet, but this is probably the first game I've played where there's multiple weapons that you can choose from. And you have this, um, the souls of, and kind of just the magic juju whatever if this game's called amrita and you're collecting amrita after every battle and that's what levels you up um 
So there's four weapons in this game I think you can choose from. And your skills, like the different abilities you have, you can actually, like, if you're, if you plan on using a certain weapon more than others, it's actually better for you to create that build and to overpower those certain abilities than trying okay. to completely balance out all the seven abilities that you can choose from. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, I use the katana most. I just think it's the most versatile. So I'm leveling that build up. And on top of that, there's different stances that, um, William, by the way, is the name of the guy. So William, there's certain stances that are better for battle in certain battles, this uh, situations than others. One where he's kind of more standing, one where he's a bit mid-level and one where he's like lower to the ground. And, you know, I'm just getting used to that too. And, you know, like, you know, sometimes shit's really hard. And <laughs> sound like you're about to cry. Oh my god! <laughs> sometimes it's sometimes it's just difficult, man. How could this happen uh, to me? <laughs> I I'm so overwhelmed with hatred. <laughs> hatred? <laughs> Excuse me. When I fucking hate this. It's so terrible. Oh Someone my! Save Elise. Someone needs to save Elisa right now. Someone needs to save me because I'm having a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the interesting thing about neo though is there's like something slightly accomplishing about actually understanding the battle system and finally getting to a save checkpoint and i actually what do you mean slightly accomplishing it means that like i fucking die at least 50 times before i ah. before i finally get to where i need to be but then it's like it's like weird the progression because it's like you know, I died by enemy A, but the next time I die at enemy C, but then I defeated, that means I defeated enemies A and B, which means like I'm doing something right. So it's a very slow build and a slow grind, by the way. Okay. But it's like, I don't know. I just, I, I think to an extent it's fun. Neo's definitely going to be a long game for sure. By the way, guys, um, you're going to grind a lot in this game, like a lot. I think that's the intention. I think a lot of it is you have to use the Amrita to level up and be able to defeat these enemies and, you know, all that jazz. The one thing I don't, I don't think this is right. I'm pretty positive that the enemies do not also parallel up in level. So it's like if you get to level seven, then the enemies are also level seven. I think they all generally say stay the same in the level, which is good. Okay. Yeah. It's good but, to know. Also, this game is, like, there's no sunshine in this game. <laughs> I mean that physically and metaphorically. <laughs> there, as I play this game, there's just doom and gloom, literally, because the screen is black. Doom and gloom. <laughs> it's all, the, the screen's always black and brown because it's always nighttime in this game, or you're in a really dark building, and I'm just like, what? Where's the Where's the sky? <laughs> Where's the Where's the nice blue daytime sky? It's non-existent. Someone sent Elisa some good comments. <laughs> some happy Some happy thoughts right now. I know. <laughs> send her, your happy thoughts her way. And it sounds like I'm crying, but I'm really not. It's just my nose too. It just. <laughs> I love it. No, no. Pretend like you're crying. It oh makes God. it even better. It makes it even better when you talk about like today. There's no sun. <laughs> uh, it's great. Oh yeah. Anyways. 
I think that's all I've needed to say about the two games that are giving me a terrible time. Dear Tomida is actually not giving me uh, as hard as a time anymore, but I am not used to that gameplay battle style, so that's what I'm doing. Um, also, the music is great in this game. I agree with what a lot of the critics and reviews are saying. Um, you know, it's very typical of a Square Enix game to have a very awesome soundtrack, so I never doubted that this game would, you know, fault from that. So yeah, the soundtrack is wonderful, but I'm personally not surprised because this is the uh, I play Square Enix games a lot. So right, yeah, and Neo, I don't think has music. So <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Neo don't need no music. Neo don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'm pl- I went back to playing The Sims 3 uh, because it's probably because I needed some happiness in my life <laughs> when I was tired of dying in Neo and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a Sim and make them go to college because I'm playing The Sims 3 University Life and I forgot how freaking amazing The Sims 3 is. It's, it's, the, be- it's the best game out of the entire franchise. Um, for all the listeners, God, that key, that game's cheap as hell right now. So you like, <laughs> why aren't you buying it? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. and and um, I lost all of my buys that I had like throughout the years, like throughout the ten years. But eventually, I want to buy the Sims Three Seasons again because the Seasons expansion pack is definitely the best for sure. And, nice, yeah. And so I'm just raising a new person and trying to build my empire in the sims so but yeah man neo's hard it's nice it's, yeah it's, no it's difficult <laughs> oh my god oh my god the that end sounds rough <laughs> the end that- uh <laughs> <laughs> uh man can i can i make it can i make your day brighter let, let me talk about the games i've been playing okay sure Go for it. Um, I finished Wolfenstein 2. You finished it. How is it? Ever, like, you know, holistically. and like It was it, great. That's awesome. Honestly, it follows... It's, it's a sequel. When, when the game begins, I it was... Because I just finished Wolfenstein The New Order, like, for the second time. I played it before. I played it in, in um, 2015. And then I played it again after Black Friday and up until, like... Uh, the beginning of December, and the graphics in that game were beautiful. But when I booted up um, the new uh, the new Colossus Wolfenstein the New Colossus, I saw that the the graphics were like much more beautiful. I was so surprised by that. And um, yeah, overall the game is what exact exactly what I expect a sequel to be: bigger, better, more intense than its predecessor. And I love that about this game. It's a. It has a really, really good narrative. I will say this. There's a lot more content jammed into this, and a lot of characters in this game as well. Um, a lot of the characters went the, exactly the way they were supposed to for me. What do you mean by like, exactly the way they were supposed to? Like when I thought a character was gonna go one way, they didn't turn out that way. Oh, you mean? And they were the same. Oh, I see. Like there was no real plot twist with the characters in intention. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the, okay. A lot of the char- the characters went a lot as well as Fast and Furious characters. <laughs> oh yeah, they they all stay the same for sure. Yeah, I'm like okay, 
Like, yeah, this is exactly what I was expecting. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Overall, I think it, it's a really good game, and the the direction that I think this, the overall story is going to go can only get better from here. Without spoiling anything. I think the... I, there were a lot of times I died, though. I will say that the game did get harder, even on normal difficulty. Was it Neo hard? I haven't played Neo, so I can't really compare it. But, uh... Do yeah, you, I guess, uh, I you, guess it, it was pretty hard. Wait a minute. Have you played Dark Souls before? I feel like you've played Dark Souls. Played it. Don't own it, though. Okay. Is it as hard as Dark Souls? No. Maybe because my I'm thumbs are fast man. enough I'm, and the sensitivity... I'm traumatized up? right now. Like... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> look look what look what gaming has done to me. <laughs> it's no, that's honestly I took a break during uh the holiday season. I wanted to like just take a break from video games and I'm glad I kind of did that. Dude, I did too and look what that's done to me, Jeremy. <laughs> Here I am. You got you got two awesome games. <laughs> I did get two awesome games, but I didn't have my PlayStation in Nevada, so but yeah, break has done nothing for me. Here I am, in sorrow. Give you, give you angst. Giving me angsty feelings. Angsty teenager feelings. I have a really random question because I'm not familiar with the Wolfenstein series. Is that is that one ending, or are there different endings you can choose from, or like not choose from, but like are there different endings you can land up in? Uh, it's all it's one ending. It's one. It's all linear. Okay, for sure. Yeah, it's super linear. Yeah. Do you? So I I know one of the. It's not necessarily a critique, but what people say that it's about Wolfenstein is it's very straightforward. Now, you know that a lot of people sometimes they want a variety in storyline or just what they're doing, but uh, and sometimes things can be repetitive. But I don't think something linear is necessarily bad always. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that there needs to be variety in gaming. I believe that gaming should be an entertainment platform for everyone, meaning that there needs to be something for everyone to enjoy. And that of course includes single player games. Like I grew up playing single player shooters and I always relate to Half-Life, but Half-Life is re- Half-Life is a really good example of what a single player shooter should be and what it should not be. Although I give Half-Life a lot of praise, I do think that it has a lot of flaws as well. Yeah. It's not a flawless game. No game is flawless. Let's put it that way. Every game will have its flaws. Yakuza no Zero what. is flawless. Okay, that's an exception. <laughs> Yakuza Zero is a flawless game. There's nothing wrong with Yakuza Zero. I take that back. Yakuza Zero is a perfect game. No matter what you say, fight me in real life. That game is amazing. IRL. And, IRL. <laughs> and Yakuza 6, Song of Life? Well, wait. Um, yesterday, I did start Tomb Raider. Oh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, actually. Dude, how is that game? I've all, I'm very so far, curious I what actually love it. about it. I like it a lot more than the first Tomb Raider game. And I read that this game doesn't crash on you when you try to save. Because the first Tomb Raider game, it crashed on me towards the end of the game when I tried to save. No, it did no, not not when I tried to save. It crashed on me while I was in the middle of a mission, and that really made me mad. <laughs> and that was a known glitch that Aww. they haven't fixed. And I played this like last year, two years ago, two years ago, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, we're already in the new year. Damn. So, damn, dude. 
uh, Tomb Raider so far, I like the the mechanics overall are really cool. I'm not that far into the game. I would say I, I'd say I'm about like five percent into the game. Five so, percent into the game. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, like you just kind of started gaming again and you just finished Wolfenstein. How is the graphics? Oh God, so beautiful. That's so awesome. Beautiful. It's a uh, like. Crystal Crystal Dynamics, shout out to them, by the way. They're based in Redwood City, I think. They did a really, really good job with the motion capture and the facial capture and just, oh, wow. It's it's an amazing looking game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Any videos that I see of Ride of the Tomb Raider look awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's a really solid game. Um, I like, I bought two games on Black Friday. I think I mentioned this before. Two games... Uh, I bought four, technically four games, but two of the games I bought had women in bows and arrows. I thought that was really funny. Horizon <laughs> and Rise of the Tomb Raider. I really, I this is another example of a single player game that I really think has a lot of traction because it's there aren't a lot of there aren't too many third person AAA platform single player action games. Yeah, and I think this is a really good example of. Uh, how a triple A action game should be. Although I have to say, this game does have loot boxes. Uh huh. Oh, it does. Yeah, and I don't oh. like. I don't like that. <laughs> but to drop them dollars, yeah. right? dude. I had no idea. What's there to do? It. What's there to buy in a <laughs> two raider? There's game. a mode Sorry. called like expedition mode, and it's like a. I don't know how to explain it. I really don't know how to explain expedition mode because I don't haven't played it yet. So yeah. In other news. My parents are moving away from the state, so they gave me a bunch of their old furniture, and I actually got a shelf that used to house our DVDs from when I was younger, and I put yeah. all my games and DVDs on there, so I'm staring Aww. at it right now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All my PC games are on top, followed by PS4, Nintendo DS, 3DS, a uh, bunch of DVDs, PS2 games, GameCube and Wii games. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Aw. It's like... uh. Oh man, I was about to say it's it's fun because it's fun because your parents also collect video games too to an extent. Actually, or um, my dad found his old Sega Genesis and his old Nintendo NES that he's giving to my that he, my brother and I played when we were younger, and he's giving it to us. But yeah, it's kind of interesting that my dad used to collect a lot of games, and then when growing up, my brother and I started collecting a lot of games too. I'm gonna send you a picture of what it looks like because I'm actually kind of proud of the shelf. Actually, like I'd say it's ninety percent of my childhood. Dude, that is fun. I also appreciate the fully coolie um, disc set on the <laughs> shelf too. Yep, That's hilarious! Wow, that big box is the the collector's edition, and there's a Blu-ray like kind of behind it you can't really see, and then there's the two manga. Um, oh, books. oh, okay. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, I really like that anime. That's my favorite series of all time. Yeah. Oh, I miss P. I miss PlayStation Two game. I miss um a lot of the games that came on PlayStation Two. They were very revolutionary. There's oh, a lot man. of games that I played growing up that are on the shelf. They're, not all of them are on the shelf. I don't know where the cases are, but I do have the discs. Like I have Dynasty Warriors, Gran Turismo. Uh, I got even a uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, the good one, not the yeah, not the weird uh, one. I, I see. I see it right now. Good, good work. Good work. <laughs> good work. Thank you. Thanks, Elisa. <laughs> gotta keep it real, you know, gotta hold it down. <laughs> this is a cool this is a cool shelf. 
Thanks. I will, I will add this in the video version of the podcast. Um, there's a bunch of crap underneath it, like all my cameras and stuff that I'm still organizing. So I didn't take, it's not the full shelf, actually. That's only part of the shelf. Yeah. I have a section below it that's all like, <laughs> my dad gave all of his like old samurai movies and, and like martial arts Aww, movies. That's and, awesome. And he gave me his old like Musashi books. And Musashi, for those wow. that don't know, is probably the greatest living samurai. I have a picture of him that my parents gave me as well in my living room. It's like a painting of him. And it's, he basically took on an entire dojo by himself. And he's like this legendary master of that book that wrote this book called the Book of Five Rings. And yeah, you can look him up. Go go to Wikipedia and look up um, Musashi. I, I had to take a look at some of the excerpts in a college class before. I, what is it called? I endorse this message. I approve of this message. There you go. I, <laughs> I'm Elisa and I approve of this message. <laughs> I approve of this message. Oh, yeah. So that's that's all I've been doing. I mean, I've been organizing games. I've been um, playing just like I, I like to take games one time, one game at a time. So I will get to Sonic Mania. Whoever whoever listened before and suggested that to me, I just need to get to it. It's taking a while. For sure. <laughs> do you happen to have you have Netflix, right? I do. Do you watch a show called Black Mirror? I do, but I'm not caught up. I haven't watched the latest season yet. Okay, well, if you haven't watched the latest season yet, it came out, I think, like, 10 days ago, so you're right. not really missing much. But also, you know how a lot of the Black Mirror episodes are kind of not, they're not related to each other. They're all its own episode. Yeah, they're an, like they're an anthology. Yeah. The very first one, it's called the USS Callister. Okay. And I don't want to spoil. Please don't. Uh, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll spoil it eventually when you watch it, but it is... A very, um, very interesting episode. I really, really liked it, and it puts things in a different perspective. Okay, um, that's all I will say. So, and then okay. we can talk more about it after you finish it. Okay, sounds good. Yes. Um. So some other. So a re- only video game news that I have really is that uh they pushed the release date for Nino Kuni. It's sometime in March now. Oh yeah, I saw that. And it's probably a sign of God. I should buy Monster Hunter World. It could also be a sign of God saying, yeah, you should finish Neo. Whatever happens, God's telling me I need to play Neo. So <laughs> Soon, and finish it soon. I know. Because God. next on my queue, after I beat Tomb Raider, is Horizon Zero Dawn. But I, I honestly do not think I will play that game because by the time I finish Tomb Raider, let's say that I, I even do finish it by this time, it'll be March. And Yakuza 6 comes out in March. And I don't got time to play No Horizon Zero Dawn because I won't put time for two, for uh, Yakuza, you know what I'm saying? So, Dude, I was about to say, Nino Kuni got pushed in March and that's when Yakuza 6 comes out. I'm like, well, priorities, fuck. I know. I would... <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, life. Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably going to choose Yakuza. Realistically, I would choose Yakuza 6 over. You made, you made the right choice. Yeah. This is going to be exciting AF. Also, I'm so excited. Also, it's the finale of the Kazama Kiryu storyline. Who doesn't want to 
fucking see what happens there. So. Yeah, for real. Even though we skipped several games, it's okay. I know. <laughs> GG, we'll man. watch the beginning where they see it last time on Yakuza. They'll show everything. I know. I, I know they will. I'm pretty sure they will. And then also, let's face it, every single Yakuza is going to get a Kiwami now. And every single Yakuza is going to incorporate Majima now. Into I'm, I'm fucking down, in dude. In some manner that's more than what his roles have been in these games. So, I mean, gotta embrace yeah. the Yakuza train. By the way, everyone, yes, that means the Yakuza talk is coming back soon. Yep. And we do love our Yakuza. That's what this podcast is partly founded on our love for yakuza i know when you love something you never let it go away don't tell that don't let other people think that if you love something let it go no that's stupid yeah if you love something you you never let it go (laughs) pretty much out of here yeah no it's true though (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um moral of the story is everyone should pre-order yakuza 6 the end and if if you got the cash which is only just like what 80 bucks get the premium edition because it comes with two bar glasses, which are look look so sick. They look so sick. <laughs> Speaking of that, I I'm like almost packed. I'm almost done packing. Oh, you're you're talking about your uh, vacation to Japan? Yeah. I, last time I said I was gonna go to Kobukicho. I actually just passed by it. I just didn't have time to go to it. But this time, I made sure that I'm going to go because I really need to go to Kobukicho. <laughs> Especially with Yakuza 6 coming out. Are you going to the robot restaurant? No, I don't have enough money to go there. <laughs> Wait, how much is that robot restaurant? I mean, it's a, it's it's affordable, but it's also not practically affordable, if that makes any sense. For like, sure. You don't have to go out of your way to go there. Like, That's like a thing that you need to set before you start planning your overall trip. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You can tell me otherwise, but I think... I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it or not. That's it basically if I want to see the robot restaurant, I'll I might as well go to the electric light parade in Disneyland. It's pretty much yeah. almost the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excited to see all the pictures that come out of that. Hell yeah, yeah. I'll be taking quite a lot of pics. And by the way, are you ready? Is it snowing there? Uh it's just super cold. I don't think it's snowing in Tokyo directly yet. Okay. But anything is possible. Yeah, I definitely prepare for that. You know what you might as well do this week is if you don't have one yet, you can go to you can go to Uniqlo and get a heat tech shirt. Oh, I I have those actually. Oh, then you're fucking set, man. You're good. Yeah. You're good to Fun go. Fun fact, I actually bought it in the summer at Haneda Airport because it was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, "Why? What are you doing?" <laughs> i knew i was gonna need it at some point i just didn't know i was gonna need it soon you know what i mean yeah i got you i got you and i was like oh shit this actually did come in handy my mom was like yo go to i was like go to costco buy this like thermal like under thermal stuff and i was like mom mom it's all good i actually already have it dude way to be way to be prepared yeah gotta live the boy scout way be prepared If you have any questions and you're listening about my trip, I guess you could ask. (laughs) (laughs) Or, oh, I'm going to go to Super Potato, hopefully. Oh, dude. Yeah, you should definitely check out Super Potato. Oh, you you should take pictures of Super Potato for sure. And then. Yeah. Dude. I'm going to make a video or something about it. Yeah. uh, That's a place I visited in 2012 um, for the listeners. And it's a video game collection retro shop that's in... um, 
Akihabara and the you'll know the building because it has a bunch of Pac-Man on uh on uh painted on the building unless they have changed that mural then I don't know what's on it but when I visited back then it had the Pac-Man and it's it's pretty cool they literally have everything and anything video game related in there like well they emphasize on the old stuff obviously but um it was actually reasonably pri- a lot of the stuff when I was there was very reasonably priced but I w- but I was a broke college student and I nothing wrong with it the the shop is still there, Lisa. So next time you go to Tokyo, you can go there and you can pick up a game. Because when I went there last time too, I was like, "Huh, this looks really expensive." It was like a Super Nintendo game. I don't own a Super Nintendo, but I, it was like the first thing I saw, and I wanted to pick it up and see how much it was. It was like twenty five bucks. I was like, "No way!" For sure. Crazy, crazy, crazy prices. I know. Crazy cheap prices. All right, since we're both both probably need some sleep, we'll we got uh, two questions. To read out, Um, thanks to everyone who has sent questions. Um, You can email us at triangle.c.blog at gmail.com or go to the website or on any of our platforms. Just make a comment and we'll respond. Yes. So the first one I'll read is actually a Yakuza comment. comes from Eric Ballon. 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 I'm going to say Ballon because that's what I... That's how I would pronounce it. Um, Best game of the year podcast I've heard because you guys mentioned Yakuza. Everyone is forgetting about that game. Cannot wait to hear more when Yakuza 6 comes out. Can't stop watching videos and the gameplay is smooth. Any other podcasts you listen to, video game or other topics? What did you guys do for New Year's? Good work from Argentina. Can't wait for the next episode. Thank you, Eric. Eric, right, for Eric. sending the your comment in. Yeah. That was really cool. And your question? Um, if you want to go first, Lisa. Yeah, so, um, yeah, at the beginning of the podcast, we say what we did for New Year's. So, um, the main video game podcast I listen to is IGN's Beyond because I, um, I like the PS4-centric news. And uh, Max Scoville is my favorite podcaster. And as well as actually, I pretty much like the entire, I love the entire um, ensemble uh, that's on Beyond usually. So Andrew Goldfarb, Marty Sliva, um, Brian, Alt- oh, Brian Altano is super good too. And then Alana Pierce and Zach Ryan. Yeah, they, it's just a very solid, um, very solid podcast. And I'm sure if you're a gamer who's been listening to podcasts, like for the past 10 years, you'd know that uh, Podcast Beyond was started by Greg Miller and he left eventually and this was um, all the people he passed it on to. I actually started listening to Beyond with the new cast. And I, like like I said, I, I know a lot of people miss the Greg Miller days, but um, th- like honestly, like I love like these guys. They're, they're really good. I listen to... It's called Top Down Perspective, and it, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's uh, three Canadian gamers, and they talk about um, yeah, they just talk about video games. I think I started listening to uh, What's Good Games, which is um, Alexa Ray, 
Uh, that one is also good, and I like that. I'm going on forever. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. I I also really I, dude. I listen to podcasts at work. That's why I have all of this. And um, the two main podcasts I listen to that are not video game related are um, the Nerdist Podcast, and it is hosted by. Uh, Chris Hardwick, who is a journalist interviewer, and um, if you are a fan of The Talking Dead or Talking Bad or just any AMC show that recaps what happened, that is the guy who's on it. That's the it's the host, and I saw this guy live before, and I I like his uh I like his style because it's very conversational, like tries to make the person feel comfortable, and. Um, it's a good podcast because a lot of times he interviews people that I've never heard of before. And it's just fun hearing all of these different stories and like hearing about new people. Lastly, I listen to a podcast called Rob Has a Podcast. And um, so I'm a person who likes watching uh, reality TV shows. So I like watching Survivor and The Amazing Race, which by the way, um, there's a currently a new season of Amazing Race right now. And um, Rob has a podcast. He recaps reality shows. Um, for me, they're all gaming related, but necessarily not about games whole wholly. If that makes any sense. Yeah, the like, first one I listen like to, they can diverge yeah. about something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one I listen to is called uh, the Funhouse Podcast, or no, Dude Soup Podcast is by by Funhouse, and they're. Uh, a subdivision of Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth is like a big gaming media conglomerate that's based in Austin, Texas, and they're actually one of the first. They're actually the first company that I got introduced um, uh, Machinima to, which is Red versus Blue, which is their flagship series. Um, on top of Fun, they, Funhouse is really cool because they talk about not just games, but also like movies and what's happening in the media, new media, all this stuff, and I think it's really cool and really informative. And they all have similar, I'd say the similar opinions about stuff, but they all have different personalities and the same sense of humor, which is really good because they're all naturally funny and they're, they really like, they know how to present themselves in front of an audience. Um, they, uh, I also listen to uh, the Rooster Teeth podcast, which is, of course, Rooster Teeth's main podcast. And they don't talk about games too much, but they do talk about um, just themselves and what's happening in the world and their personal experiences because all the four main hosts Bernie, Gus, Gavin, and Barbara, they all have like really interesting lives and they all do really interesting things for the company but also in their personal life which is pretty cool and they're really inspiring people so if you guys are listening, shout out to you guys also shout out to, to Funhouse you guys are awesome um, I also listened to the Attack, or Attack, it's a podcast that is headed oh, by yeah. Kevin Pereira, yeah, who used to run Attack, or host Attack of the Show when <laughs> I was on G4 TV. He oh, actually did a yeah. podcast, like, a couple years ago with Adam Sessler from X-Play fame, and they were talking about, like, behind the scenes and how they both got fired. It was really interesting and really informative, because I used to watch they got G4 TV. Yeah, and the way they got fired was really messed up. Long story short, Kevin Pereira was, like, pulled to the side. I believe I'm getting this right. I don't remember. Ken Prayer was pulled to the side and he was told that he had to leave. And uh, same thing happened to Adam Sessler. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Holy crap. I had no idea that, that it was even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like towards the end when X-Play was ending. Oh, I'm sorry. G4 was ending. Yeah. yeah. G4 held a special place in my heart because I used to watch it a lot growing up. 
And my brother and I watched it like almost every day religiously after school. So it was kind of it was kind of sad when it got pulled off the air. But yeah, I mean, everyone ended up in a better place, in my opinion, because eventually, you know, Let's Plays became a thing. And with the rise of YouTube and Let's Plays, that just killed G4, in my opinion. I also listened to the Mega64 podcast, and if you guys don't know who Mega64 are, they're this trio from San Diego, and they make a lot of gaming-related videos, gameplay-related videos. They all, they all, the three guys are just really, really quirky, but they're really, really fun, and they've stayed the same way for the past, I don't know, 10 or so years, however long they've been doing content on YouTube, and the all their videos are just like their old videos, except... Um, just more HD and in a wider format, which I think is really funny. Like they've kept the same style of video, but they've kept, but the quality just got better of the video. So I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like they're really consistent and they're, they're usually a hit and they've had some really interesting videos. Like they had, um, what's his first name? Ryuji Sakamoto, the creator of Final Fantasy on, in one of their videos one time. And he was like trying to make he was he's he was like trying to start a rap career or something, and he was talking about in the video in his head how he wanted to uh, make Final Fantasy, but he didn't really have any good ideas, so he put whatever was down on paper, and then he sent it to the team, and then the team loved it. So he he's like, you know what? I'm gonna this this game was a success on accident. I'm just gonna make another shitty idea. So he put it down another shitty idea, but that was even better. And so he's like, I just want to feel my rap career. It was it was a really funny and like creative video. So. Yeah, Mega64, long story short, they're a really cool group, uh, and they have really informative gaming podcasts, and they're always talking about what's hot current in the gaming sector. Um, um, I do I do listen to some select episodes of the Nerdist podcast, but not everything from Chris Hardwick. I'm, I'm just selective when it comes... I just want to hear what that certain guest has to say. Like, the, the time he had Tom Cruise on... I thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Tom Cruise is a, is a weird guy. But, yeah, <laughs> he loves he loves filmmaking. Like he is really like informative when it came to filmmaking, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Oh um, yeah, I I have two more podcast shout outs real quick that I really like um, that are not video game related. Um, so one of them is called Extra Pack of Peanuts, and it's a travel blog of I forgot the guy's name, but him and his wife, and um, I really like their podcast and um this is actually a podcast that ended and i'm really disappointed that it ended actually but um this is like one this used to be one of my favorite podcasts um it's called the my chani podcast oh yeah okay and uh my chani is a he's actually um when you when i was really getting into youtube he was one of the first uh stars that i watched and same and um so this podcast is very much um, like Asian centric. And so he talks about like he talks about his life and then he talks about like a lot of like Japanese things and Korean things that he likes. And then um, like the tidbits of his life. And um, he see uh, like this is for people who actually like know the My Chani channel, but um, he has a best friend named Joe and um, Joe's in a lot of his YouTube videos. So Joe's actually the co-host of this podcast and okay yeah they were fucking hilarious is it still going no it's not going anymore which makes me sad they ended it why um to be honest i have no idea their podcast is on sbs interesting yeah i didn't i didn't know that i only i only i heard a few episodes on soundcloud but i didn't know that it was on sbs yeah 
That's cool. So, like, 2013, one of my really close friends said to me, hey, um, there's this guy, he runs a bar in Nagoya, Japan, called Critical Hit, and it's basically a video game-themed bar, and you should go check it out one day. And I was like, I don't know if I can. And he's like, yeah, he and this, he and his... Um, I remember you talking about that before. Yeah, yeah. He and his friend run a podcast called No More Whoppers. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So it's like a video game-themed, but also like personal-themed podcast, kind of like ours. There's like two people just talking to each other about games and their lives and whatever. And uh, fast forward to... 2016 I actually went to that bar which was pretty cool and I met that guy but I didn't tell him that I listened to his podcast and I, I really don't listen to their podcast mm. that much but I really want to get into it but I recommend it to you Elisa since it's video game centric about a guy like one of the guys is uh, uh, running a, a video game themed bar in Nagoya nice. and the other guy actually lives in San Jose California what that's whoa yeah that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. It's cool. The other guy's name is Ray, and uh, the guy that lives in uh, Nagoya, his name is Alex. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. I doubt they're listening, but hey. <laughs> 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 Last question is from Metroid Master 27 Ooh. It says, Elisa and Jeremy, Happy New Year. What indie games are you most excited for in 2018? Now, that's a good question, because I don't know what indie games are coming out in Yeah! <laughs> Time to do a quick Google search. Oh, oh God. Uh, oh, you know what? This was an announcement. Like, I think this was an announcement a bit of a while ago, but I um, found out now. But there's going to be a Super Meat Boy forever if you ever played the first one. I did play it, yeah, but I didn't beat it. Yeah, so I played a little bit of it. I um, kind of don't know uh, much else about it, but for you know fans, uh, that's coming out this year. Oh, oh, there! I I'm, I'm looking forward to a game called Drift Stage. Drift Stage. I told you about it. Before, oh yeah, you, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it comes out this year. Yeah. Because it's been in development for a little while, and they had a Kickstarter, which was successfully funded. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully, this game comes out soon, because it's like a throwback to arcade racing games yeah. with drifting elements. Yeah. Um, featuring cars that are very reminiscent of like the, early, like the 1990s and kind of early 2000s-ish. So, I think that's really cool. I don't know when it's going to come out, though, but... On their website and on their Twitter, doesn't really say when they're gonna come out, but uh, for sure, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I really like racing games like this. Yeah, they're like they're simple and they're they just they're they're very minimalistic and they get straight to the point. And that's all you really need in a fun racing game because it's it's supposed to be a fun experience, not something where you need to, you know, buy a lot of get buy a lot of like loot boxes or whatever for your car and upgrade and stuff do you consider psychonauts a indie game because psychonauts 2 is either coming out um q4 or q1 of 2019 probably i do consider it an indie game actually yeah so that's coming out i feel um i'm i'm i, I really like psychonauts a lot i think it's a really adorable game so i'm probably gonna pick that one up on steam when it comes out 
Thank you for whoever submitting your questions. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, everyone stay safe and do not like don't go to work if you're sick. I swear to God. And drink yeah. your orange juice and um yeah, stay healthy everyone. Yeah, drink a lot of water, okay? Have a good night, everyone. You've been listening to the 34th episode of Downtime Podcast. Have a good night. <laughs>